So as you probably know by now, we're hosting a special mission here uh, at St. Benedict's this Monday to Wednesday evening. It's going to be led by a, a lay missionary, John Pridmore, who's been travelling around the globe for many years, uh, sharing his story and, and creating a space for people to encounter the, the love and the healing power of God. Now, I'm conscious that not everyone could make it, um, will be able to make it uh, Monday to Wednesday evening, so I thought... Uh, especially those who can't, you might appreciate uh, hearing from him uh, this weekend. So um, I'm going to invite John forward to, to share with us this morning. Thank you, Father Dan. Good morning, everyone. I've got a friend called Father Roddy McCauley who tells of an old man who used to come into his church every day. And every day he used to come into his church, kneel down at the life-size crucifix, spend about 10 minutes and then leave. So one day he went up to him and he said, what do you do when you come into my church? He said, my name's Jim and I'm homeless, but I know that Jesus died at three o'clock for me. So I come in and I kneel down before the cross and I say, hi Jesus, it's Jim. And I share about the struggles in my life. I share about the pain. Well, this went on for 15 years. This old man never missed a day. And over the years, Father Roddy got to know him, make him an odd cup of tea and a sandwich, and share what life was like for a homeless man in Glasgow. But then he stopped coming, and Father Roddy wondered what had happened to Jim. He was out visiting some patients in Glasgow Central Hospital, and this Catholic doctor came up to him, and he said, Father, incredible things are happening. Ever since this old man was admitted, people are being healed and there's no medical explanation and there's such a feeling of God's love in this ward. Father Roddy said to me that when he walked in the ward, he nearly fell over backwards in the presence of God. And there in this bed was this old tramp, Jim. He went up to him and he said, Jim, this is amazing. I can feel the presence of God in here and people are being healed miraculously. Well, Jim looked up and he said, it's nothing to do with me, Father. Every day at three o'clock, a man stands at the end of my bed and says, hi, Jim, it's Jesus. Jim died in that hospital. But because he had spent time each day of his life with Jesus, at the end of his life, Jesus was there to take him to heaven. In my own life, I had no concept of God's love for me. I was baptised a Catholic, but I was never brought up as a Catholic. I never went to Catholic school. I never went to church. At the age of 10, I came home a normal night, and my parents told me that I had to choose who I wanted to live with because they were getting divorced. And the two people I loved and trusted in this world to always be there for me had crushed me inside. So I think I made an unconscious decision that I wouldn't love anymore. At the age of 27, I had everything the world says makes you happy. I had the penthouse apartment in London, the sports cars, more money than I could ever spend. But the way I received my money, to my shame, was through organised crime. I was involved in major drug deals, protection rackets, vicious crime of all sorts. There was a time where I would seldom leave my house without carrying a gun. 
Now I would never leave my house without carrying a rosary. And I think this is far more powerful than any gun I've ever come across. So even though on the outside I seemed to have everything, on the inside I was empty. I remember our late Holy Father, St. John Paul II, said, the person who gives us the desire to search for him in our hearts is Jesus. And no matter how rich or famous we become, no matter how powerful we become, until we have that personal relationship with Jesus, the world will be meaningless. Well, because I didn't have that personal relationship with Jesus, I looked for what the world offered. I was on crack cocaine, smoking dope like it was going out of fashion, drinking really heavy. I met a priest who told me about a retreat that was happening. I'll be honest with you, I thought a retreat was lying on a beach, Bacardi Breezer, joint, nice girl, just chilling for a couple of weeks. And I thought I could do the holidays, so I'd go on this retreat. Well, when I got there, it wasn't quite like I imagined. And the first talk was, give me your wounded heart. And as I listened to this priest speaking about how every sin we commit is like a wound on our heart, I was looking at a crucifix. And for the first time in my life, I realised why Jesus had died on that cross. Because the darkest, most terrible sins I had ever committed, he gladly carried in his heart to that crucifixion. And I came out of that talk and I did something I never thought I'd do. I went to confession. And during that confession, I really found the personal love of God for me. And then there was a Mass. Now, I had never been brought up as a Catholic, but at this Mass I said a simple prayer, and I said, if this is true to you, Jesus, then show me. And as I received Jesus on that day, the only way I can describe it to you is it was like I was taken to heaven. And I knew that in that tabernacle was truly Jesus, body, blood, soul and divinity. I left that retreat and I started working with a little nun, a world-famous nun, St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. And she said something to me that really changed my life. She said, when you give your story, you glorify Jesus. So in the last 30-odd years, I've been giving my story. And I've had the honour of giving over 300 parish missions sometimes in cathedrals, sometimes in country parishes. But one thing the missions always have in common is God is never outdone with his generosity. And when we give up some of our time for God, he showers us with every grace and blessing. So the mission starts tomorrow in this church at 7.30 and I'll be giving my full story and it's about God's love. And there's also adoration each night. And then Tuesday night is our first healing service. And Wednesday night is the follow-on from that healing service. I know we have very busy lives. But if you give God three hours this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, one hour, I guarantee you will change your life. When I was praying for this talk... I was reminded of a mission we did in Derry in Northern Ireland and an 80-year-old man came up to me with tears rolling down his face 
And he said, thank you. And I said, it's my privilege. He said, no, no, you don't understand. He said, I've been going to Mass every Sunday since I was seven. But at this mission, I've personally met Jesus and he's changed my life. I also remember a mission we did in Tomb Cathedral, over a thousand people every night. And on the last night, this 12-year-old girl walked up to me and gave me a letter. And in the letter she said, as she'd always been struggling with low self-esteem and low self-worth, but at the mission, she not only had met God's love for her, but she realised that there was a purpose for her life. And that purpose was for God to love her and for her to love God. She also said it had changed her life. I don't think it matters whether we're five or 95, but one thing that does matter, we have to give God permission. And the way we give him permission is by giving up our time each night. St. Mother Teresa's most favourite prayer, give God permission. If anyone wants any more information on my life story, I wrote my first book, which is now in 11 languages. Um, a very famous actress does the forewords of this book, and she says this inspirational book will blow your mind. I think we buy a lot of meaningless presents in our lives that have no meaning. But if you buy someone this book, maybe it'll change their life. And if you read this book, maybe it'll bring you to a deeper sense of God's love for you. The books are on sale and they're $25, or whatever you can afford. I can also take cards. If you can't afford the $25, please still take a book. And if all you can afford is a prayer, well, that's priceless to me. The only, the only reason I wrote the book is because I know it was changing people's lives. You know, I go into a lot of prisons now. I like going to prison now, because when I want to leave, they let me out. <laughs> well, there was a time they never used to let me out. But you know, just last year I gave this book to a prisoner who had been in there for 22 years. Three days after reading the book, he fell at the priest's feet and he asked to become a Catholic. And last Pentecost, he was brought into the Catholic Church. All the money from the book either goes for our work in prisons or our work in schools. And on the note of schools, I'm going to be in secondary schools this week so please pray for those young people to know that beautiful gift of God's personal love for them. My last story is a true story. There's two 16-year-old boys and they both make a promise that they'll be pilots when they grow up because they love flying and aviation. One of them dies in a terrible plane crash and the other one's absolutely devastated because not only has he lost his best friend, but he's lost him to the very thing he loves, flying. So he locks himself in his bedroom, and for three days he won't come out of his bedroom. On the third day, his mum's banging the door, worried about him, and he opens the door, and he hands her the Bible. And he says, Mum, I'm no longer afraid. I'm going to be a pilot, because I know that's what God's inviting me to be. And off he goes to school. Well, his mum's amazed because he never reads the Bible. And every time it says in the Bible, do not be afraid, 
he had highlighted it in pen. He says in the Bible, 366 times, do not be afraid. One for every day of the year, including leap year. And that kid grew up to be Neil Armstrong, the first man to walk on the moon. He wasn't afraid to say yes to God's personal invitation. In the same way, I truly believe God is personally inviting us to come to the mission. Please come along and invite everyone you know, because I think there's going to be incredible miracles. I look forward to getting to know you over the next few days. Please pray for me. Know I'll be praying for you, and God bless you. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.